I had been struggling to hit the 10K month milestone in 2020 and I just couldn't get there. I was like 5K, 7K, 6K, it was all up and down. And then literally the month after I hired Fleur, it went up to 10K. Like suddenly it just unlocked and it was really easy. Like I hired her and I think it was the September or October, November 2020 was my first 10K month. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. So this week in my business, I feel like I have been taking a good old walk down memory lane. I did a live stream just today on the day that I'm recording this podcast episode all about what I used to charge as a social media manager. And I had my old journal and diary that I used to keep a record of basically all of my accounts. It's very informal accounting. (laughs) We quickly sorted that out with some proper software, but I had an old list of all my clients and what they paid me and what I was making each month in 2019, which was really cool to look back on. And then my sister and I run a YouTube channel together, for those of you who don't know, and we have done so for a very long time. We started a blog back in 2011, and then we started our YouTube channel end of 2012, 2013, I think it was. And I did a little like fun reflective video, basically looking back on all of the vlogs we made. And I actually documented the whole process of leaving my job and starting my business on YouTube. So there's some really interesting vlogs over there, some chatty videos talking about my journey. So if you are interested, definitely go check those out. But it also kind of inspired this week's podcast episode. I wanted to talk about the things I wish I knew when I was first getting started as a newbie social media manager what mistakes I made or just if I had a time machine and could go back and talk to young 2019 Ellen and be like, girl, this is what you need to do. This is what you don't need to do. (laughs) This is what I wish I could talk to her about. And hopefully this is helpful to you guys who are also early on in your journey. You can kind of listen to this episode and get a few insights and maybe skip a few of my mistakes and fast track your own business. So the first thing I really want to talk about is very connected to mindset, but I think it's okay when you are a new social media manager, not to know everything you're doing. I'm just going to say it. You don't have to know everything and you really need to take this pressure off yourself that you are directly putting on your own shoulders to know everything, to understand everything, to be the expert at it all. I think when I first started out, if a client asked me a question and I didn't know the answer, I would beat myself up about it, right? And one of the important things that I now teach my students in my program, the Dishing Up Digital School, is how to admit that like you're not going to know everything and that's okay. And to admit to a client when you don't know the answer to a question and that's okay as well. And it's not actually this huge flaw and it's not showing us that we're a failure and our whole business is going to crumble overnight. It's actually just totally human. 
One thing I always say, and if you're a regular listener here on the podcast, you've probably heard it before, but you only need to know more than your client. That's my go-to for new social media managers who are lacking in confidence, who are feeling a little bit nervous, who don't quite know what they're doing yet. I like to tell them that it's okay. There's clients out there who run a business and don't know what a hashtag is. They don't know how to upload to Instagram. The whole platform, the whole concept completely overwhelms them. And maybe you don't know everything there is to know about Instagram strategy. Maybe you're still trying to keep up with all of those algorithm updates, but you know more than that person out there, right? There are clients out there who will still appreciate and love your services, even in this entry level kind of beginner area. And it's time to just let go of this pressure that we need to know everything, that we need to be experts, that we need to just be this fountain of knowledge like Wikipedia. It is okay to not know everything. And I think a young Ellen just really needed to hear that. (laughs) The next thing I wish I knew as a new social media manager is boundaries. Client boundaries are everything. We, especially as young women, need to learn how to say no. We are such people pleasers. We will do anything to make someone happy, especially when it's in a work dynamic and a client is paying us money. We'll feel this immense pressure and responsibility to deliver the utmost best service. And people pleasing can be a good quality. It can be a good personality trait. I think my drive and wanting to be, you know, the best social media manager and offer the best service has definitely gotten me where I am today in my business. But on the flip side, it's also caused me a lot of unnecessary pain. A lot of times where I will go to the edges of the earth for a client and they don't even care, right? I will stay up late working on their work. I will get up early on a Saturday morning to do a post. I will go... I will just work crazy hours that are totally unnecessary and my clients, to be honest, don't even care about. But I feel this pressure to do it. I feel this pressure to do everything they say, to perform like some kind of show monkey. I don't know. One of the things that I made as a mistake was giving a client my personal phone number and they just constantly rang me all the time. They'd send me text messages at 8 p.m. at night. And looking back now... I know that was all down to me being a people pleaser and saying yes all the time and not enforcing boundaries. Your boundaries with your clients are everything. They need to be respectful of your time, but you also need to show them that they need to be respectful of your time. This means if they email you at 11 o'clock at night, if they email you on a Saturday, do not reply until business hours. As much as you're like, oh, I, I need to say something about this right now. Or like, oh, if I just email, it will be a weight off my chest. That was my excuse all the time to reply to emails at ridiculous hours to be like, oh, but if I reply now, then I don't have to think about it. No, no, just don't do it because your client, if you give them an inch, they'll run a mile. If you show them that you'll reply to an email at 11 o'clock at night or that you'll fix a post for them at 7 p.m. on a Friday, they're going to see that and they're going to run with it. They're going to come back to you next Friday and ask for a change. They're going to come back at some ungodly hour (laughs) and want you to fix up a post. There'll be no boundaries because your client doesn't see it. They don't think that is an issue because you've done it for them once before. So I talk about this a lot, so much in my courses, so much on my social media pages, but make sure you are being strong. And even if you are a yes woman like me and a bit of a people pleaser, you need to learn to say no sometimes. You need to learn to enforce those boundaries to make sure that you have healthy work habits and that you're not getting burnt out you're not pushing yourself the extra mile for no reason. The next lesson is is really kind of in line with what I just talked about. 
And that is don't ever let clients talk down to you. I've particularly had this issue as a young woman dealing with male clients and I'm not going to generalize. I'm not saying all males in business are like really hardcore and (laughs) really rude, but I have come across my fair share. And I think particularly when you are like a shyer woman, when you are newer in business, when you are young, people will try assert their dominance and their sort of authority over you. And I personally think that's not okay. That's not okay. It's not okay for a client to ever talk down to you, to ever tell you how to run your business, to ever tell you how you should be charging or, you know, question your prices, dictate your prices, to tell you that you're not doing your job right. I actually had a Dishing Up Digital School student come to me really upset because they had had a client basically tell her that she wasn't good and she should reconsider her career as a social media manager. And I was like, the audacity of this man. It was a man. (laughs) I can't, sorry. I don't want to generalize. I'm not a man hater, but there are a lot of men out there who do not support women in business. And I was just like, this guy is ridiculous. You need to walk away. And she'd already made the decision to drop that client. So my hat goes off to her. Round of applause from everyone on the podcast, because that's a really hard move to make. But for a male to talk to a young female like that and like, shit on her. I'm sorry to swear, but like shit on her and shit on her dreams and her aspirations just because he didn't like the way that she was like ending their contract or whatever. Like I have found myself in similar situations before. In fact, I did a live stream the other week where someone asked me or someone told me that my prices were too high. You get this constantly. You always get people criticizing you. Maybe they're not necessarily bullying you or talking down to you, but they are being critical or they are trying to push your boundaries maybe in a really rude way. And I just think it's not on. And if you come across someone who treats you like that and is your client and they consistently do this, maybe you give them a second chance. It's time to let them go. And I know it's really hard to drop a client. Trust me, I've been there several times, but It's the only option in the end. You can't change someone. You can't magically change a client into a really positive and supportive person who respects you. Like if that respect isn't there, you have to walk away because that client is just going to cause you so much pain and it's not worth it. Trust me. (laughs) Trust me. I have been there. I've stuck out with clients who have talked down to me, who have looked at me as this young businesswoman who doesn't know anything and needs all of this guidance and support or nurturing. I'm going to say nurturing with like air quotes because that's how they kind of viewed it. And that was not how I viewed it. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) Coming back to the main lesson here, just really don't let people talk down to you. Be strong, stand by your decisions, stand by your prices. You know your business best and don't let people disrespect you. It sounds like such a simple thing when I actually say it like that now, like just don't let people disrespect you, girl. But it is really hard to stand up for yourselves. And I know particularly as women, there is this gender confidence gap. We aren't as confident as males, especially in the business world. We second guess ourselves. We're constantly questioning our worth. So when someone else does that to us, it really does hit home. And we we carry that. We carry that on our shoulders. And it's like this nagging feeling that we're not good enough. And if someone says anything remotely, you know, mean, we carry that with us. And it's actually really hard to walk away and say no and actually be like, don't talk to me like that, right? I'd love to hear if any of you guys personally struggle with this one. But for now, we're going to move on to a couple more practical tips. 
of sort of lessons that I wish I knew that are to do with like strategy and the setup of your business. So number one is niching down to one platform. I wish someone had told me in the beginning that I didn't have to do it all, that I didn't have to do Facebook ads and blog posts and newsletters and Instagram posts and organic content and paid content. And to be fair, I do all of these things now. (laughs) I definitely do a lot of different services. But I've built up to that. I've built up to that over three years. And what really helped me rapidly grow my business in the early stages and make enough money to leave my job was niching down on one particular platform, which was Instagram, which was doing organic paid content, organic content, sorry, not paid content. I ditched doing the ads and I've since come back to that only this year, actually. But initially, I tried to do all of these things. I tried to do the blogging and tried to do other freelance writing as well on top of my social media. And I just think it's really important for you guys to know that you can start small and grow to the level that I'm on now, right? You can start with just that small handful of clients and that one platform and grow from there. It doesn't have to all happen at once. And I honestly think if you just focus on one thing at a time in your business to get started, it will actually help you grow faster. My final lesson, I'm just going to round it up here with one final fifth kind of tip here because I don't want this episode to be too long. But the final thing I really wanted to touch on is hiring help. Hiring help will change everything in your business, whether it's that first VA who's just working one to two hours a week with you, whether it's like a house manager helping you with the kids so that you can work more if you're a working mom, Any small hire, any assistance coming into your business is a game changer. So I have quite a few contractors who work with me. I started by outsourcing engagement. Then I started outsourcing some caption writing, some Instagram stories, and just little bits and pieces. And what that allowed for me was to step away and focus on making more sales, booking more clients, doing more strategy, and doing the stuff that I was really specialized and skilled at and that I couldn't really outsource. Like I couldn't outsource my sales call to other people, right? I had to do that myself, but I could get help doing you know, hundreds of captions a month for all of these different clients. And I just think having somebody come in to help free up your schedule is so incredibly powerful. And for me, anytime I hire a new person and go into that like next phase of building my team, I always increase my income. Like my income just goes up. Like I will have been hitting a ceiling at a certain number being like, I can't get higher. I can't get higher. I can't get higher. I will hire someone. That's funny. My income can't get higher. So I hire someone. (laughs) So funny, Ellen. Anyway, I employ someone. I get a contractor on board and suddenly that next level of income is so much easier. I always talk about, I hired my Fleur, my Fleur, (laughs) my Fleur, my friend Fleur to do some assistant work for me. And she still works for me today, actually helping with captions and stories and managing accounts with me. And I had been struggling to hit the 10K month milestone in 2020, and I just couldn't get there. I was like 5K, 7K, 6K, it was all up and down. And then literally the month after I hired Fleur, it went up to 10K. Like suddenly it just unlocked and it was really easy. Like I hired her and I think it was the September or October, November 2020 was my first 10K month. So it's just funny how things like that 
happen when you allow yourself to invest in something and spend a little bit of money it can actually unlock more levels of income likewise i always talk about this in terms of buying an online course or signing up for a mastermind or a program or one-on-one coaching those are so expensive and really scary to make that investment in yourself but every time i do it every time i buy a new course every time i work with a new coach is when i will unlock something new in my business some new potential some quantum leaps something exciting happens and it makes it always worth it but i do know especially for you guys who are in your first new year of business or maybe first couple of weeks even it is really scary to think about hiring people and just all of the processes that come along with that with contracts and negotiating rates and finding the right person as well doing interviews it's it's a lot to process but trust me it's worth it oh that was my dog just waking up interrupting my powerful final note there she probably wants to go for a walk so i should probably wrap up here guys Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. Please do remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me out so much and make sure other people can find the goodness of this podcast and connect with me. And again, if you want to share on Instagram stories, that is also a great way to make sure more people are seeing the podcast or listening to the podcast, I should say. And yeah, thank you guys so much for your support as always. Catch you next week.